We know that democratic words and forms have been written into laws. But it is the way people practice democracy that really counts. Let's ask this man about defining democracy. He studies communities and the way people live in them. He goes about his job scientifically, observing, recording, analyzing, and reporting. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Students of society have been reporting their observations and analyses for a good many centuries. And as yet, there is not one single definition of democracy that they would all accept. listening to the liquid flannel podcast thanks for tuning in i'm chuck williams joining me in nebraska is brendan williams brendan you're back welcome back man i'm back i'm back he's back the return (laughs) don't call it a comeback though he's been doing this for years (laughs) pretty much at this point right right i heard you are all the way down in texas and didn't even see matt yeah that's right I, (laughs) i felt pretty rejected yeah, I was there for like two days. Uh, I didn't get really get around much, but uh, yeah, no, it's a bummer that we couldn't uh, we couldn't hang get out. Around, but, uh, round, round. I didn't even like have around. a rental car or anything, so right, <laughs> it would have been a logistical <laughs> nightmare. Although I hear you guys got like high speed rail going on down there, so you know I should have just rode the rails. See where yeah, they take me. Rode the rails. Isn't that what hobos do? Ride the rails. <laughs> You could have just hoboed it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of cargo trains. You could have just, you know, jumped in a, a, a an open-sided one and rode it pretty much over here. Yeah, don't they have stockyards for all those steers? Yeah, you gotta sure. got to transport them somehow. You just drive down to Division <laughs> Street and pick you up. That's where all my favorite bars are anyway. That's right. <laughs> and uh, joining us, our residential, our resident Texas expert, in Arlington, the great Matthew Hodges. Matt, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm feeling more securely millennial today because apparently now the, oh. the cutoff for being a millennial is uh, 1981, and oh, I was geez. born in 84, so apparently I am officially a millennial. I was thought now, it was kind of borderline. Did you think that you were not a millennial before? Well, it, it, the way different people defined it, it was really borderline, right? There was this group of people who were sort of early to mid 80s who it wasn't super sure how they squeezed into which generation but yeah apparently i mean apparently they're saying 81 now well that's funny because i was born in 80 so i guess i'm the tail end of gen x yeah which itself is really weird because isn't gen x gen x is the kids of baby boomers and like your parents weren't born in the in like 1945 right my dad was born in 1943. Oh, geez. So your dad is, your dad's actually is a, a baby boomer. boomer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to stretch out as much as we could get in the generations, you know, like. I guess so. Yeah. Thanks for bringing your ancient wisdom to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've never Chuck, really. What, new Twitter what was it like? What was it like going to high school during Days and Confused? It was interesting. You know, everyone had Falco shades on. Uh, nobody wanted to see anybody's eyeballs. 
Right. That was uh, definitely not a thing. A lot of fringe but, and uh, high-waisted jeans and stuff like that. But I'll tell you that, yeah, we didn't have, we didn't, ha- we had internet, but the most social thing I think we had was uh, AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, and we didn't have smartphones in high school. In fact, I got a pager for my with my graduation money. Right. <laughs> money well so, spent. Yep. Dude, I went I was the same year as Heyman Lee and Adnan Syed from Serial. That was my graduating year. It could have oh, been wow. you, man. It could have been you. Right? <laughs> could have been me. And Joe Budden, the rap star and uh host of the uh award winning Joe Budden podcast, he's thirty seven also. So I'm in good company, you know. Sounds like but, it. Uh, <laughs> I never really felt like a millennial, though. Like to me, to me, the millennial is is more like what they were saying is post millennial in this like Pew study or this Pew. I don't even know what was it. Survey yeah, because where where they cut it, they cut it off at 1996, right? So we Brendan and I would have been in sixth grade that year, and apparently that's where they're cutting off. And now now it's post millennials. I think the thing is the technology thing, though. I think the people who I think the most useful way to categorize these generations, because it's not like everybody stops having kids for a couple of years and starts a new generation. You yeah, know, we it's should just, do that. To they should do that, dude. More. Totally, right? that would be a great idea. We should have our like <laughs> jubilee birth years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you can you make get... it like a whole year long festival. <laughs> like you've been thinking about having kids. Like we're gonna we're gonna really do it up this time. Right. It's like the Olympics. Only every four years. You you could find people like when you water your yard on the wrong day and stuff. (laughs) You had kids in the wrong year. Right. (laughs) That's too bad, bro. No, no, that's crazy. I mean, I guess, is it kind of like Gen X or Gen X is the new millennials or something like that? Like, uh. 30 is the new 20 type of deal. So Brendan feels like he's a millennial or feels like he's a more of a Gen X or. Yeah. I, don't I, know. I liked the, <laughs> I liked it back when there was this sort of nebulous half generation going on where the people who are, I don't know, in elementary school, elementary through high school right now, the, the people who are mm-hmm. making way more money than we are on social media um <laughs> right are are millennials and we're sort of the the eclipse generation between gen x and the millennials because i don't have anything in common with them either right well yeah no i super don't too first of I all mean, i we, think you're we were you're born highly... the year the original ghostbusters came out and right some people who were being counted Me. as millennials saw you know the first ghostbusters movie they saw was the new one. <laughs> oh yeah dude yeah that's crazy I mean, millennials. There's millennial goes up until what year? Ninety six, I think, is where they cut it off. Okay, ninety six to win. To it's, now. It's to a, now. Ni- yeah, to nineteen eighty one to ninety six is the uh, millennial generation, and then everybody else is post millennials. Wow, it is crazy. That is crazy to think how old how old Brendan is. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and how old I am too. 
But anyways, man, we've got a whole so, bunch yeah, I of mean, stuff. Well, sure. I mean, we speaking can... of speaking of young people, I could I could kick that off because let's see, uh, how old? What year were you born in? If you're currently twenty three years old, that would have been. Is, this is a 19, complicated ni- algebra problem. Ni- nineteen nineteen ninety five, oh. right? My friends were told there'd be no math on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that that subtraction. I, I'm pretty sure nineteen ninety five. So. There is a, he's a late millennial, there is a late millennial uh, challenging for the congressional seat in Texas here, uh, uh, House District 63, which is, it's it's basically Denton, which is north of me a little ways, it's definitely the, it's like the white flight sort of city, um, you know, just... Just outside of DFW, even though it it still is part of Tarrant County, but let me tell you, is... let Go me ahead. tell you my Denton story. We drove down to Galveston and we'd stayed in Denton one night, and it was really great. We went out, we like hit some restaurants, hit some like shops. They have like a really cool like historic district. Sure. Um, and we were in this restaurant. Well, and there's a college there too, so there is some nightlife. Right. It's it's a pretty good place to go and do a bar crawl. Right. It's like a big college town or whatever. But yeah, so then I turned around at this restaurant. And the overly attached girlfriend was there. What? From from the internet memes. <laughs> the actual gal. She lives in Denton. And I was like, are you the, the overly attached girlfriend from the internet or whatever? And she's like, yes, I am. Hello. <laughs> she was very nice. But yeah, this is apparently wow. like the meme capital of uh, Texas. They're just memeing it up down there hard. Wait, just because she lives there, it's the meme well, capital of Texas. And then, and then this guy running for <laughs> oh state yeah Senate yeah okay. or whatever yeah fair enough. So so yeah, we were talking about uh, Richard Wolf. So a little a little excerpt from the article about him. Um, Richard Wolf of Flower Mound is a 23 year old college dropout who lives at home with his parents and said he's never held a job for more than a few months and never paid taxes. Hashtag millennial. Yep. Ne- <laughs> nevertheless, Jeez. he's quick to outline which taxes. Uh, okay, so this must have been some conservative outlet. Nevertheless, he's yeah. quick to outline which taxes, parenthetical, paid by others, he'd increase to pay for his favorite programs. We suspect residents in this district would prefer somebody with a bit of life experience who can complete a questionnaire without resorting to profanities or boasts that he, quote, will be the best legislator of all time. How much do you think that the person who wrote this article <laughs> loves Trump to death? <laughs> like, they right. absolutely do. <laughs> well, and the thing about this district is uh, the last the last congressional election they had there it was it was like seventy two to twenty two Republican to Democrat um, with the Libertarian candidate picking up a couple of percentage points. But this is one where uh, the the Democrats haven't even made a recommendation in the in the primary because <laughs> all of these people running in the primary are just it's just hopeless. I mean, Denton is super white it's fairly well off uh which in texas means you know votes republican consistently i think a lot of the people who live there work at uh like lockheed martin and other defense contractors and stuff so yeah it's it's not really a place to be running for office if you're if you're anywhere to the left of ted cruz basically but you know i i i want to offer my own personal endorsement to uh richard wolf Go the, for it. The best candidate because, yeah, I mean, he's just memeing this election. And I'll I'll drop a link to this uh, this <laughs> meme dump in the show district show description because he's he's pretty funny at least. You know, I think Liquid great Flannel if- should endorse Richard Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, Nancy Pelosi I, I, endorsed a guy uh, running for office in Chicago who is anti-abortion and anti-gay marriage. And I mean, if if she's going to be doing that, like we may as well be endorsing just meme candidates because the Democratic Party is broken at that point. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say I love this meme with ice cream cones and puppies <laughs> right. and uh, <laughs> stacks of cash, <laughs> which how does he even plan to acquire? No, just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when your district is so like heavily partisan that like you have no chance of winning, like there is really just there's no incentive for like a serious Democrat to try to run if they're, you know getting beat by like 30 points or whatever yeah. in most normal elections. So, I mean, in a but lot of ways, this guy- 50 points in this district, yeah. <laughs> right. This guy's like He's... almost doing them a favor just by like having a, a name on the ticket because otherwise this, these people would just run completely unopposed. So, right. I mean, a joke candidate is better than no candidate. Well, but in some ways, any candidate's better than no candidate is what gets you like that Nazi dude up in well, Illinois. Well, right, or exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> so, so this is this is the the polar, the uh, reverse polarity or yeah. the polar opposite. It's it's the bizarro you know? version of that Illinois guy. But man, doesn't it, that doesn't that just speak to the difference between the left and the right? You know, <laughs> right. if if there's a if there's an unopposed primary in you know on the right. They end up with an actual card-carrying white supremacist, and if it's on the <laughs> left, you end up with a guy who just decides to run and is going to meme and talk about basically what Bernie Sanders supported. You know, <laughs> right? Radical, these, the fringe radical pictures, left. Right? They have to be stopped. Well, his these his memes, memes, are, pretty his good, memes are pretty radical. So, <laughs> I'm kind of cracking up. Yeah. I mean, I was when you sent this at first. I was at work, you know, just grinding out on some spreadsheets and shit. <laughs> and I was like, "What kind? Wait, what? I mean, we we've had fringe candidates on liquid flannel before in the past, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Thor, he was so fringe. I don't even think he filed his paperwork, right? Yeah, like, no, I, I think he did though. Well, I, I think I did think, he really? I think Thor is actually a candidate. Um, I haven't I haven't seen a whole lot of campaigning from him about that, but maybe we need to bring him back on after the. All primary right, liquid flannel. The... We're endorsing Thor Harris too. Is it Harris? Yeah, Thor Harris. Sure. Thor... All right, Thor Harris. <laughs> yeah, well, he had our endorsement already because he's just like the nicest guy in the world and also oh, a sure. literal rock star. So. Well, yeah, I... but yeah, I'll, I'll throw my endorsement behind uh, Richard Wolf. Wait, um, I this dude's left-handed. Your... Man, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> dude. And I hate when people spell boy b o y. I don't know. I may vote. I may have to vote for the opposition. Here. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, other than than this crazy race where uh, there's the the Republican is is looking pretty strong. There's some other uh, races in Texas that are not looking so great uh, for the Republicans. Uh, well, sure, yeah, just the demographic shift in Texas voting and also um, the, I mean, I think both parties, I think both major parties are severely underestimating how fired up people are around here to get get our state house flipped and vote out. You know, Beto O'Rourke is doing pretty well. He's trailing Cruz by a few points for uh, one of our two Senate seats. Um, but certainly a bunch of these, 
you know, we've we've had a couple of people leave office. So Lamar Smith and Blake Blake Ferentold oh, yeah. both left. Classic. You know, Rest so those seats are open. And uh, yeah, people are pretty excited to actually maybe see some some purple shift in Texas. It's probably not going to happen in Richard Wolf's district, this super safe Republican district. But uh, but other places, it's it's going to be hard to tell, and especially since. You know, they're having to redraw a bunch of their congressional maps and state congressional maps because of just blatant partisan gerrymandering, uh, which we've discussed on the show before. So, right. Yeah, it could be it could be kind of cool. Well, and I'm it's, looking forward to 2018. Well, you've got those interesting races down there in Texas and you've got a famous senator from Texas, Ted Cruz. Putting a, putting his word in on uh, the Nebraska Treasury, or uh, yeah, what is going on? Why does <laughs> why is Ted Cruz endorsing a Nebraska Treasury candidate? Okay, so here here's wait. The... Do we want to take a break before we get into it, or do we want to just go? Yeah, why is Ted Cruz endorsing? Why is Ted Cruz endorsing like local races in Nebraska? I don't. Well, I mean that's a good. That's a good. Well, oh, I have I have an answer I mean, for you. I would think it is. And a Ted Cruz oh, yeah, endorsement all, can't be worth a whole do. lot right now. <laughs> you know, uh, but Ted Cruz of Texas, uh, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, yes, has thrown Ted some Cruz. weight behind. <laughs> State Senator John Morante of Gretna, Nebraska, in his bid to become state treasurer. Oh, he's from Gretna? See, I already don't like him. Oh, yeah. No, dude, this is the guy that's pro um, oh, I mean, voter he's IDs the and all that kind of shit. of conservatives. I mean, and, that's why he's palling around with Ted Cruz. Well, and in fact, the real reason that Ted Cruz is endorsing him is because he was the like chairman of like Ted Cruz's state campaign in Nebraska. Oh, there oh, gotcha. you go. Yeah. For sure. Where I do believe Ted Cruz won the primary, so. Right. Well, it's that, and I'm sure <laughs> that was like his payment for it. It was like, you'll get a you'll get an endorsement. You'll get a shout out from me or something. Right. You hope Morante loses, but he's going up against, uh, at least on the Republican side, Taylor Royal. Of Omaha, <laughs> who's uh, known for running for the uh, mayoral race and his parent. He works as a CPA at his parents' financial firm, like a family practice. And he used a quarter million dollars of his parents' money to well, lose the mayoral right. race. Which election was that? In 2016. His plan, okay. this Taylor Royal guy, his plan was to just be the Trump candidate and like ally himself with Trump. And then he was like, because Trump is so great, he's just going to like sweep me into office with like a Trump wave. I'm going to just soak up all the Trumpiness or whatever. Oh yeah. Hopping on the, hopping on the Trump train. So, Horribly. <laughs> like that was, that was what his hope was. His entire platform was <laughs> right. We're bringing a professional Winning. football team to Omaha. 
That's going to bring in all the people because people will have something to be proud of Nebraska about. It's like, <laughs> Which what? is a great way to run for office, by the way. Like, we're going to give you something to actually like about where you live. And Pro all the sports. voters are going like, wait, wait, wait <laughs> what? Hold, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. I mean, well, and now both of these senators are, since they're in this race, they are trying to out-Republican each other in terms of what to do about punishing First National Bank for withdrawing its support from the NRA. Oh, yeah, that's right. There, there's a bit of a backlash going on. I mean, we saw it down in Georgia, right, where the – was it they just they just stripped Delta Airlines? I, I heard who, the devil went down there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm pretty sure Delta Airlines is uh, headquartered or they, have, they do major business in Atlanta – and Delta is one of the ones who joined the NRA boycott and stopped giving. All it really comes down to is you don't get a discount because you're an NRA member I mean, member did you anymore. even get a discount but, or was it just right. like you're a preferred because like you can board in group B instead of group C or whatever? Like. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was probably that. It was early <laughs> right. boarding or you got an extra <laughs> little packet of cookies or whatever. Um, but yeah, people are people are super pissed about this, including the. Uh, I think it was the lieutenant governor of Georgia who was like, I will do everything I can to punish Delta <laughs> right. for this, they for this betrayal like, of American values. They want stuff from them for right. not supporting the NRA strong enough. Right, yeah, so what, one of the... Yeah, one of the better... Well, this is what... One of the better takes I saw was, you know, like, cutting back on corporate welfare to own the libs. <laughs> it's like, that's so... That's perfect. <laughs> right. Well, uh, with respect to Marante... So First National oh, yeah, Bank, absolutely. that's what Omaha owned, or I mean, it's Omaha headquarters, or headquartered in Omaha, I should say. But Morante says, I vehemently disagree with First National Bank's decision to cut ties with the NRA. And then you had Taylor Royal saying, I want to be sure as state treasurer that we're doing business with organizations that promote Nebraskan values. If you look at Nebraskans overall, and their love and promotion of the, <laughs> their constitutional rights, I don't think that First National's decision fits with that. It's like, <laughs> what? Well, and... <laughs> this dude, okay. This is another one of those things I, where it's like, it, they're, they're confusing their constitutional right to hold whatever position they, they want to hold and to hold whatever firearms aren't, you know, reasonably uh, outlawed. Um with the decisions a completely private corporation makes, you know, like people talking about, you know, this this is violating my First Amendment rights because Facebook took down right. my post talking about how all of the all of the kids uh, from Florida are crisis actors and they're they're all artificial and like no, they just don't want harassment mobs, you know, like mobbing teenagers who just went through the most horrible oh, thing no, you could possibly imagine because they're like, I can't right. believe that you know this bank is throwing away the constitution they're just trampling all over the constitution like everybody knows the second amendment says like the bank has to give like a two percent cash back on gun purchases or whatever like or, <laughs> right. or else it's treason like <laughs> right. the whole argument is nonsense right it's like 
It's like, well, just it's go like, join AAA, Jesus. Yes, right. for real. Like, how like, about you'll, you'll just get don't, sweet discounts like, or make the NRA so, an organization that everybody doesn't despise and isn't running away from as fast as possible? Like, how about that idea? Like, maybe that's a better yep. option for you guys <laughs> rather than crying about how the Constitution yep, is being ruined. Maybe the NRA should be like, yeah, you know what? Like, maybe there is some stuff that we could do a little bit differently <laughs> and maybe everyone wouldn't hate us so much. Right. Well, and, you know, you Republicans, you all have jobs out there. Go to your HR department, your friendly HR rep. We'll tell you what kind of sweet discounts you get at your with your company. Sure. You know, with your, well, here's what I think you should do. Uh, yeah, employment. you should go to your HR department and you should demand to, like, be strapped with an AK while you're, like, working in your cubicle or <laughs> whatever at, like, the software company. And if they don't let you do it then they hate freedom and you just got to quit man make sure you make sure you take the ak in with you though because i i found that uh having a visual aid in that kind of thing actually <laughs> does sure. help your your position you know it helps people people understand you where you're coming you're from exactly <laughs> dude i will say that i did overhear somebody talking about acquiring more weapons in the event that hillary were to become president at my what job. planet are these people that, living that, on? That, this is a thing that you see from both uh, liberals and conservatives. So, uh, you know, the, the hashtag still with her people are just as bad as the hardcore like hashtag MAGA hat people talking about how, you know, the Mueller investigation is either the best thing that's ever happened in the country or the worst thing because of these elaborate Byzantine theories about how, you know, we could roll back the whole election and it turns out Hillary Clinton was president <laughs> Surprise. the entire time. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not in the constitution either. You jackasses. That's not a well, thing. But it, I mean, it is pretty <laughs> funny though, that the, when Trump got elected, gun sales like plummeted or whatever, because they couldn't say like, buy your guns now before, you know, Obama's UN right. thugs take them away. And then people were like, oh, I guess I can wait on the guns or whatever. Like Trump's totally going to let us have the guns. And then Trump comes out in his like ridiculous meeting and he's like, <laughs> screw the law. Like we just need to take start taking guns away from anybody who I think is crazy. It's like, what a great, great yep. plan. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a particularly bad week for the like the online MAGA hats, the Pepe's, because in the same week he comes out talking also about how, you know, I, I think the problem is with video games. I think video games are too violent. And all of a sudden all these like former gamer gators who are now hanging out on R the Donald or whatever are going, This is this is a betrayal of our values. This isn't why this isn't what this isn't the direction I thought the Trump train was going, guys. I, I think I'm gonna you know so the Donald <laughs> is banning people left and right for basically saying the thing that they're all thinking, which is wait, no, 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 no. This isn't this oh, yeah. isn't what we I elected mean, so him for. Trump literally announced this week, he was like, I'm going to have, you know, next week, I'm going to have a meeting with all the video game people and we're going to like talk this out. And then reporters immediately reached out to the Entertainment Software Association, which is like the official video game manufacturers association and like their job is to interact with the yeah. government and they were like we have no idea what trump is talking about no one has been in contact with us at all so i have no <laughs> idea who he thinks video games are but i'm really excited to see this meeting <laughs> he's like i went down to the arcade right. and you know i told the guy there that he needs to come to our meeting 
you know, I, I think we're going to make some progress. Video games are the only things that Jared's classified to witness <laughs> and stuff. So they just drop him in the arcade. <laughs> Do you think Trump has ever played a video game in his entire life? Do you think ever? I bet he probably played Pong. Maybe. Or, I mean, he does kind like, of resemble that guy who was the corporate sponsor in the Wayne's World God, movie. There has to, I can't believe with how great Trump is at like branding and promotion. Like Trump had a board game that was like the Trump board game. Like why did he not get in oh, on this man. like video game craze? Like he could have had like the Kim Kardashian stylist app or whatever for Trump. I mean – it's so sad that he wasn't tech savvy. Absolutely. Enough. Or uh, that that old what was it? Was it like an Aerosmith video game or something where it was uh you know like Aerosmith had to save the president except instead of that it would be a like an arcade console where Donald Trump is getting power-ups and you know his tie gets a little <laughs> bit longer and his hair gets a little bit bigger the uh like every mushroom that you get oh, totally. and he's trying to rescue I don't know. People would have downloaded oh, that dude. app like crazy. They would have, but then he would have been outdone by Michael Jackson's God. Moonwalker. <laughs> I don't if... want him hating the king of pop. So. I want to see a, a Trump-themed you know. reskin of oh Michael what Jackson's Moonwalker. What if he Moonwalker. meets with all these video game manufacturers and discovers <laughs> video games for the first time, and then Trump just like gets addicted to like Candy Crush or something like that, and then maybe he won't watch so much <laughs> no, Fox News. It's going to be worse. It's gonna be way worse because he's gonna he's gonna start playing uh, like Bioshock, <laughs> and we're gonna get these incoherent tweets at like six thirty in the morning. It's like, folks, you know, small businesses are flourishing in the middle of the Atlantic <laughs> this Ocean. This is a great like, idea. We need to, you know, <laughs> he's gonna play Civilization and then like actually like nuke India or something because he's he's mad at Gandhi <laughs> right. and the nukes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Gandhi is is irresponsible with his nuclear weapons and his aggression. Yeah. He must be taken out for the safety right. of my high score. I've heard a lot of good things about Gandhi, but I think that he's gone too far. He's Gandhi too far. Uh, no, yeah, I mean we we'd no, be better uh, off though. I think I think we Oh no, oh no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't, don't don't choke on those jokes, you know. <laughs> I think we would be way better off, though, if he did get addicted to, you know, like Zelda Breath of the Wild or something, you know, just completely immerse himself in a a world where he can go around doing as much damage as he wants to and make himself super strong. But just leave like leave policy alone, you know, stop picking a trade war mm. with China and crashing the stock market. Oh, yeah, man. Someone <laughs> should should introduce Trump to like uh like mafia wars or something. He would probably really like that. <laughs> oh, but he right. hates drugs though. Someone should just introduce him to the ball tied to the <laughs> string in the cup or whatever. <laughs> yeah, do you think just put him in the Do you think corner. Jeff Sessions gets his policy from having played dope wars on his like grandkids uh, graphing oh, calculator? Dude, dude, if he knew about that, graphing calculators would be illegal like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> dude, seriously. Geom or algebra would Look be at illegal. These liberal academics yeah, trying I think to that's, influence I think that's... your kids into drug culture with these graphing oh, calculators. Oh, but dope wars was great though. Dope Wars was great because it was all about – it was learning about how to start a small business and how to reinvest and, you know, make sure you're saving money. It, it was definitely pro-gun, 
Uh, It was a lot of like market arbitrage, so kind of like speculation on the market. You had to invest in different things and... You know, it's 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 one of the most Republican video games. We can games introduce I've ever him to played. the clean version, which was like Lemonade Stand or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as fun though. Yeah, it's like Farmville. Uh, there was like the weed growing version of Farmville and stuff. Oh wait, oh dude, weed. Oh, so Wiz Khalifa has an extremely popular uh like weed farming app or whatever. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. It's huge, dude. That, that's awesome. That may, that may need to be the thing that we do when we finally do get on Twitch and start <laughs> streaming episodes. Now that Chuck's got his cool set and everything, we should just do a a whole episode of us playing through Wiz Khalifa's weed farming app. That would be great. It's educational. For sure. Um Yeah, so that's kind of the the Omaha connection to the uh Texas. Hey, stuff we're all there. we're all one big happy family here in the plains, you know. So to close it out, I mean, not only is this Senator John Morante guy like working for Ted Cruz and then being like, oh, Ted Cruz just happened to endorse me. What an amazing coincidence. Um, he also suggested that mm-hmm. Nebraska move their primary to be the first primary in the nation or whatever so that like Nebraska yeah. politics can mm-hmm. like set the national tone of party politics. Oh, make Nebraska primaries important. Right. Yeah. As if anyone on either party would even remotely want that shit. I mean... Well, and it's it's also so stupid because so many states, like, I know Iowa and, like, Florida and, like, all these other states have laws where it's, like, if anybody moves their date, we move our date, like, earlier than their date. So, like, he would... It wouldn't even oh, work. Oh, really? Well, but it's also... I mean, it's it's a stupid idea just in the sense that, you know, Florida, Iowa, New Hampshire to a certain extent are all those are right. potential swing states you know or at least they're good bellwethers of what mm. the country feels about stuff whereas nebraska pretty much consistently goes conservative well and he seems everything. to think like if nebraska was first you know everyone would have seen what a strong candidate ted cruz was or whatever but it's like well but the point is he wasn't a strong candidate because he lost to trump <laughs> right. so even if his plan worked they would only be weakening his own party by giving them false hope. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody walked into their their voting booth not knowing exactly who Ted Cruz <laughs> He's was. He's been very clear. He's right. one of the biggest political brands and is also pretty much universally despised. He's you know, everybody fucking hates Ted Cruz. He can't even get along with right. Republicans. For me, when I heard that he was getting endorsed and before I knew that he had actually been the uh director of ted cruz's nebraska operation i just figured it was something where like when when you go for e- when you get your eagle scout you write letters to a whole bunch of dignitaries and they say you know an eagle scout is you know an important milestone in a young man's sure. life or whatever and it just seemed like that kind of boilerplate that ted cruz had sent him or whatever <laughs> you know it was I just he showed up and literally like read a form letter and then left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he totally. <laughs> I mean, to to be so. to be honest, to be fair to this candidate, I think that's pretty much what Ted Cruz does anyway. Because anytime he actually shows a little bit of personality, everybody oh, makes God. fun of him for it. Like the time he cooked bacon on the on the muzzle of his right. uh, AR-15 where or whatever. Ted Cruz's recent uh, hilarious what? dust up was where he was at like a CPAC rally or whatever. And he was like, liberals are like Lisa Simpson. 
And conservatives are like Homer Simpson. <laughs> like, who do you think is cooler? And it's like, Homer Simpson is an idiot. That's like his primary character he's trait an idiot. is that he's really stupid. Lisa's right. primary character trait is that, like, she's really, really smart. <laughs> and she's also the moral center of <laughs> that know, entire maybe family. She goes too far sometimes, you know, with her vegan boyfriend or whatever. But, but the on. thing is. The thing is, Homer was Homer was president of the PowerPoint union, you know, like it, it, there's no way that he would have voted for like a oh, union absolutely. busting. Well, it, it's like it's funny because like he's like, I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons. It's like, did you even watch the show? Because like the plot of so many episodes are like Homer is ignorant of something and has like a reactionary conservative position. And then he learns more about it and is like, oh, I was wrong this entire time. Like, right. I guess having a gay neighbor, you know, <laughs> isn't so bad after all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> he also bullies the religious right in the form of Ned Flanders. Like, constantly. God, Ted Cruz right. is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's the, best place, that's the best place I can think of to end that segment, actually. <laughs> yeah. No, that's perfect. Let's do that. <laughs> How you doing, Senator Cruz? We got Senator Ted Cruz. Recently, he was asked about The Simpsons. He said that Lisa was the Democrats and that the Republicans represented the other four Simpsons characters. So the smartest Simpsons character is the Democrat. And so that's been the backlash. The Democrats are like, fine, I'll happily be the party of the smart one. So he quadruples down and breaks down each of the other four Simpsons and why they represent Republican values. What about Homer? I think Homer Simpson is an everyman. He, uh... He works for. He works hard. He provides for his family. Sure, is he flawed? Is he imperfect? Of course. It's perfect branding. Homer spends every day trying to figure out how not to work. He spends every day trying to provide for his family. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> you never watched The Simpsons. <laughs> he falls asleep constantly on the job. He figures out how to scam his way into disability. He blames his boss for all of his problems. But although Homer. Homer's lovable. Name one lovable Republican. George W. Bush would oh, be. Oh, he him. is the lovable. All right, he's, fine. Homer -like. he's the Homer. You yeah. got it. Actually, he went to work and didn't do much. <laughs> he is Homer Simpson. Bush. He was a great man. Thanks so much, So I want to bring it back to a topic that's been kind of a favorite on the show because we can all speak to it. I had a great conversation with a friend about scouts the other day scouting uh the boy scouts and the girl scouts and the boy scouts are going to start allowing girls in the cub scouts and the girl scouts are kind of redirecting their focus to be much more socially active and be more uh, it's certainly like the more progressive branch and friend was saying you know with her experience with the girl scouts there's still this perception that it's kind of soft I, like girly stuff they do more i don't know sewing and housekeeping and stuff like that even though i i don't think that's true for a lot of troops at this point but we were talking about the possibilities for doing co-ed scouting I, w I wanted to run this by you guys because you know how the the boy scout troop kind of system works if you were to do a co-ed scouts where instead of being grouped together by patrols depending on age instead of doing it that way do it based on interest areas where you could have you could have everything from the people who really want to learn how to do, do the I don't know camp cooking and equestrianism or you know the things that people associate with Girl Scouts kind of on one end of a spectrum all the way up to 
like the Ron Swanson brigade, the ones who want to go out there with like just a hatchet and try to survive over a weekend or something like that. What do you think? So like it would be just general scouts and then the patrols would base on whether it was more girl scout style and then or boy scout style slash extreme boy scout style or yeah i mean for instance one year at summer camp i got a merit badge in what it was native american studies or something like that Mm -hmm. and we we spent the week of scout camp talking about it was all history and like we went to a museum and stuff like that which is way different from the experience of being out there uh doing sub-zero camping or something like that sure i think you could improve the participation in the boy scouts if you could have or in the scouts the general scouts if you offered that big wide range of experience and didn't necessarily commit anybody to like one approach you know where you could like hop around patrols i'm gonna be in the I'm going to be in the, like, the lone wolf patrol for a little while, but then I want to hop back over to the one that's learning how to do all the, like, water-related stuff or something like that. No, that seems really cool, and I think one of the things that I always thought that the scouts was kind of missing is that you would go do these, like, merit badges and you would learn all this stuff. Much of the experience was just individual, and there's a huge opportunity to reflect that back out and be like, well, I just did this Native American studies merit badge. Like now I'm going to like give a talk about like what I learned or whatever. Like that never literally like never happens. No, that's totally true. I mean, pretty much any of the skills that you learned were all based on, you know, and, and I know that individualism and personal betterment is, you know, that, that, that fits in with the, the scout law, but also, you know, being a leader and a member of a community and being an educator, I think those are all implied, by in that organization, you're supposed to be able to spread those ideas around. So, yeah, I would have loved it to I would have loved to present on things that I was learning or hear what other people were doing, you know, make people advocate for. Mm-hmm. I, I just took the sailing merit badge and here's what sailing is like. You guys should try it. Like, come join this right. this one patrol for a while and maybe we'll go sailing. Mm-hmm. I can show you what I learned. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So that was my thing, you know, as we, I think about this, uh, you know, I'd like to have kids someday and I'd like for them to be able to get the same lessons out of scouts that I got without a bunch of the extra baggage. I don't know. I thought that was a pretty cool idea for actually moving the organization forward. So yeah. that was my, that was my little high note this week, but I know you all have some, some high notes of your own. Well, yeah. Well, speaking of mm. kids and gender normativity, mm. what really lifted my spirits this week was watching the My Little Pony movie. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and it was way better than I thought it would be. I did not have high expectations going into Hold it. Hold up. This was a My Little Pony movie in the theaters? Yeah. No, we did see it. it, so it I actually, had no idea there was a My Little Pony movie. Oh, there was in a the- the- I, I didn't even know there was a theatrical release. It was release. not a huge release, and I actually saw it because they had like, it's been out for like a long time, and I think you can even like get it on DVD and stuff now. It came back to theaters where it's like, oh, it's like kids movie series, like on the mm-hmm. weekends or whatever. And it was like only like three dollars or something. So we went and saw it. But man, it is like I don't know when they started making this movie, but this was one of the most like allegorical mm-hmm. and like philosophically challenging movies <laughs> that I have seen in like a long time. Mm-hmm. Huh. So the main plot is that like the ponies are being happy in Ponyville and <laughs> this 
giant like evil blimp thing shows up the fire nation attacks yeah basically (laughs) and so it's like it's the storm king or whatever the storm king bringing the pain or whatever are they all also horses ponies centaurs and so one of their leaders is like a unicorn with a broken off horn oh shit and she has like wild like crackly like magic uh, and she's teamed up with the Storm King because she knows that the ponies have magic and he's going to, like, steal all the magic. So he, like, busts in, turns the queen into, like, a crystal prison and the ponies have to, like, run Wait, who's away. The, who's the Storm King? Is he a, is he an anthropomorphic storm? Is he, like, a an Eye of Sauron sort of disembodied thing? He kind of looks like a yeti. <laughs> okay. But he, he's, he's also very, like, he's very stupid and he's, like, obsessed with his image and he, it's like really weird and postmodern where he's like, Wait, is he, is he Donald Trump? Maybe. Um, <laughs> so he makes all the ponies work the mines or something. I don't even know. They're just all in chains and like just being marched around constantly. Sure. And so they have to like go on a journey to get some help to foment like a populist <laughs> uprising hey. uh, against him. And they do this with the power of friendship. Of course. And you know, being nice to people and altruism. And improving their people's material conditions and calling them comrade pretty much the whole time. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. And so like one time they go and they like stow away on a ship and they get caught and they're like, oh, you know, we don't really actually like working for the Storm King. He's kind of a jerk. Like we used to be cool pirates or whatever. Right. And they're like, it's time for a song. (laughs) And the song is like, sometimes you need to be awesome. It's been this dull routine we've been forced to do. Don't let them rob you of who you are. Be awesome, it's all up to you. And then this, so they like throw off the yokes of oppression and like rise up or whatever. It was it was crazy. Sometimes you need to remember that most pirate ships were run democratically, and everybody had a <laughs> everybody had an equal share in all of the work that they did. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it was it was super great. It was super uplifting. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. It had great music, and it had like an insanely weird like pro socialism. Right. Uh, like anti-fascism message. It was insane. Anti-authoritarianism. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It was great. It was a fun watch. I, I had some brain poison uh, about the new My Little Ponies because of just being online all the time. What you see is all of the, the really weird, gross, uh, like over-obsessive stuff. But then taking care of my niece, I put it on Netflix one day. And I was like, oh, no, actually, I can see why people get into this. It's really well written. It's funny. It's nice. Everybody. Oh, no, it's great. I've watched like five seasons of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the movie was done by like a totally different studio and stuff. So I didn't actually know if it would be good. Hmm. And it's not the movie's not really like the show. It's very different. I'll I'll give it a shot. But yeah, no, the show's (laughs) great, too. It's a it's fun. And the music is really great. Like it is fantastic, Hmm. over the top show tunes. Hilarious. So what's it called? My Little Pony and the the Red Uprising? Oh, no. It's just called like My Little Pony the Movie or something like My that. My Little I Pony think. the Movie. But yeah, it should be like, yeah, Storm King, you know, <laughs> Revenge or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, I did not expect that at all. That was nice and uplifting. You know, you set up the spike for me to uh, slam it down a few notches here. So Yours has to do with people getting lifted, though. 
well, it's it's kind of <laughs> similar. It has to do with tertiary people getting lifted. Okay. And the beautiful state of Texas again. So, <laughs> uh, Texas college baseball coach fired for drug testing comments about Colorado recruits. So, Mike Jeffcoat, the coach of Texas Wesleyan's baseball team, he had wrote this letter to uh, Cherokee Trail High School's Gavin Bell. Thanks for your interest in our program. Unfortunately, we are not recruiting players from the state of Colorado. In the past, players have had trouble passing our drug tests. <laughs> We've made a decision to not take a chance on student-athletes from your state. You can thank your liberal politicians. Best of luck wherever you decide to play. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that kid like sent the uh, letter to his coach, and then the coach right. put it out on social media, and it went viral. Someone from the university, though, had stated publicly, if that young man or his family is watching today, I want to make sure he knows the comments contained in that email absolutely do not express the values of this university. <laughs> the guy was just completely off the reservation saying, I just don't trust people from Colorado. It, that wasn't like an actual decision the team had ever made. <laughs> right. I don't think it was a decision that the team had made, but... He was just a little bit off the rail for sure. Well, and he used to be a baseball player. He played for the Rangers down there. So he was a pitcher and the uh, university was a little bit perplexed. The uh, <laughs> Well, also, it's like, dude, if this guy's policy is like no recruits from states with legalized forms of marijuana, aren't there only like six states that don't have that or whatever at this point? Well, right. Yeah, that's right. Doesn't Texas have it? Even Texas has medical, right? Texas has just the tiniest amount of medical, which is like CBD oil for kids with seizures or something. You know, like see, he can't be accepting any players from Texas <laughs> on that on that illegal marijuana. And right. you have to be twenty one anyways in Colorado, so it's not like this kid was recreationally. <laughs> He was no more more likely to recreationally smoke than to drink, and you're not going to- If you're just outside in Colorado, man, it's like just va it's just like hitting a bong 24-7, dude. Dude, seriously, the air is so polluted there. I mean, it wasn't smog. My thing about all of this is, and it's the same thing with uh, like Olympic athletes or people of any other sport, I, I have yet to have anybody communicate exactly how cannabis is supposed to be performance enhancing. Well, it's never made any sense to me. It can take the place of certain drugs that athletes already use. For what, though? I mean, like, pain control? I think also, like, did you hear that guy who was doing, like, ski jumping at the Olympics who was like, my strategy is to be as jet-lagged as possible so that I'm just totally, like, zoned out? Because <laughs> if I overthink it or I'll mess it oh, up or yeah. whatever, so... You know, in that way. Yeah, absolutely. There was like that snowboarder who won a gold medal who got his gold medal stripped because he tested positive for marijuana. Sure. So like I could totally see him like, oh, yeah, man, I like I ripped a fat bowl and I just shredded this half pipe. It was sick. Okay, well, sure. I mean, that's fine, though, but we allow athletes to loosen up in all sorts of other ways. You don't get tested for nicotine. You want to smoke a couple of cigarettes. You know, if you wanted to take <laughs> two shots of whiskey before you, you know, we, we always have a beer before you start skiing because it does make you oh, a better sure. skier. It kind of loosens you up a little well, bit and you're not stressing out about every little bump. in baseball where like dudes are just doing like fistfuls of chew or whatever, like constantly. <laughs> sure. 
Are they still doing that or is that illegal? I feel like they got rid of that and now they now they do sunflower seeds or something Big like that. Chew. They do tobacco flavored sunflower yeah, seeds. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> it's not like that dirty marijuana though. I mean that stuff's the worst. Right. That'll really right. just mess up your game. The president was like, Yeah, this dude is no longer with us. So <laughs> the, the president of the university. Oh right. The president <laughs> of the university. Not <laughs> yeah. Trump is not going to weigh in on Texas Wesleyan. I mean, it's NAIA. Yeah, that's, more, that's more of a Jeff Sessions move, really. That's more his wheelhouse. Possibly, yeah. I mean, NAIA is like below NCAA Division Three. Well, and it's also private schools. Texas Wesleyan's pretty small. It's small schools, and it's I believe it's all private schools. So, mm-hmm. But think of how far we've come where baseball coaches in Texas- At private colleges. Are like yeah. just sending emails saying like, I don't actually like marijuana very much. And people are like, you're fired. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What kind of nonsense are you saying, boy? He could have had those views and just not said anything and been okay. It's that twist of sass at the end. Thank you, liberal- politicians it's like man you bet like republican colorado senator cory gardner who it defends legalized mm, marijuana yeah. in the federal senate if i was that baseball player i would have said don't get it twisted man i don't thank anybody for anything i'm damn sure not gonna start thanking <laughs> politicians for shit <laughs> do we know who the student was yeah gavin bell yeah Check out his Instagram where he's just like blowing fat clouds or whatever. Like, <laughs> this is such discrimination. I can't believe yeah, he's you doing those that. crazy dab design clouds and stuff. <laughs> what a stereotype. Right. Yeah. He's he's doing the dab in a grow house. And he's like, I can't I can't believe that you stereotype against Colorado people like this. Well, and that kid, I mean, he's like, I wasn't trying to get that dude in trouble. I just was trying to play baseball, you know. <laughs> I told my coach because I wasn't trying to narc about i mean i was just like is this normal like what's happening i didn't think that this was a reaction that i would get from sending out my recruited tape or something you know like <laughs> holy shit man I, I i didn't mean to lose that dude's job but yeah. this dude uh, yeah he's like yeah we can't deal with liberal colorado they're wacko out there <laughs> so liberal right and what does he do like not play teams out in colorado well Texas Wesleyan probably doesn't play teams in Colorado. I can just picture the guy when they're doing a like an intra league. They're they're out in Colorado Springs and he's just fuming. He's just so mad because he knows that everybody else is stoned. He's running <laughs> up pulling people's hair out, like taking hair samples or like pricking people in the leg or some shit. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm gonna bring them down. They think they can beat my team dirty. <laughs> and they're all just like super chill, like, hey man, you need to relax, dude. I'm looking forward to Fox News bringing this guy on to be a commentator about how this is just more liberal malfeasance on university campuses and cracking down on conservatism. Why do they hate free speech so much? Now that a small private college in the red state of Texas also doesn't like his bullshit. Kurt Schilling probably has a brand new best friend. (sighs) Another former Major League (laughs) Baseball player with antiquated bullshit views. So that's great. That they can't resist making public. Thanks for keeping it high, man. Hey, dude. Rocky Mountain High. Well, man, it's been great having you back, Brendan. Jeez. Yeah, I missed you guys. Thanks for holding down the fort while I was gone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We we just cleaned up all the house party that we've had pretty much nonstop for the last two weeks. So we're glad you didn't notice. Get this audio cleaned up. (laughs) Just don't open that closet there because... 
a whole bunch of shit's gonna fall out <laughs> but thanks for tuning in audience every week thank you very much and you can uh, find us on all the social medias out there and like us and give us a rating on iTunes it helps us a lot and you can follow us individually on Twitter uh, you can find me at Shaggy2Trope Brendan where can they find you I'm at Brendan Williams with one L and Matt where are you at I am still at Matt the Great with the W, and I will thank I think a couple of listeners for pushing me over the 420 follower count in the past week. Oh, so, boom! Congratulations! Nice. That must be a beautiful feeling. Yeah, yeah, it was for that <laughs> night. I, I made a tweet about it. I thanked some people. I eventually got dragged off stage by a hook as music. <laughs> yeah, for I sure. I think the Dow dropped 420 points today too. Hey, it's just on brand. <laughs> oh, dude. There you go. (laughs) Well, thanks for tuning in, audience. We'll talk to you next week. Cheers.